Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Danky Kang, a video game podcast. I'm Jesse, and with me is nobody. No, nobody's with me uh, here today, and isn't isn't that sad? Isn't that no? Um, yeah, if you haven't noticed, we haven't recorded in the uh, past couple weeks. It has, uh, or a month. <laughs> it's been it's been about a month uh, since we recorded an episode, and. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff's been going on. My co-host Mike and Max, they, uh, you know, have a lot of personal stuff going on. You know, nothing bad, just work. And uh, we went to DreamHack Austin 2018. That was a whole thing. Excuse me, I am drinking some water because I'm going to be talking a lot. So you're stuck with me this episode. Uh, We're going to talk about DreamHack in a completely separate episode at some point. I don't know when. I wish I can give you <clears throat> an estimate on when that's going to be. But just keep an eye out. Anyway, so I, I wanted to get an episode out this week. I mean, we obviously had talked about uh, shelving this one until we were ready. But uh, E3 2018 just wrapped up as of this past week, as of recording. And I don't know. I had some thoughts on it. I wanted to talk about it. I saw a bunch of stuff. I didn't. I wasn't there. But I watched all the press conferences, looked at some... Um, you know, online, hands-on stuff. So I want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, uh, so you're just going to have to deal with me <laughs> this episode. So I hope you don't hate it. I haven't solo podcasted in a while. So yikers, here we go. Um, let's just jump right into it. Uh, so the, I think the easiest way, this year was interesting at E3. Uh, it definitely felt like an in-between year. Like, I feel like, that the big stuff that we were... I remember we did it a... Um, oh, what the fuck just happened? Uh, my, I'm screwing up everything on my other monitor. Here we go. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff that we predicted was going to show up uh, at E3 this year. And then it... like I don't think any of it did. Maybe a couple things. But really, the, there wasn't much that we predicted to be correct. It was a very weird year because I think we're in between uh, console generations. So... With that, I think it means we're, you know, there weren't going to be as many shockers or big uh, announcements. That's okay. It, you don't have to have like a knockout drag out every single year, but I, it was still an odd year, very odd year. Uh, and I'll get into why I thought it was odd here in a second. But let's, I think the easiest way to do this is talk about things I liked and didn't like from the show this year. It seems to be make the most sense. So, let's do things. Excuse me, God, I must sound awful. Um, let's do things I <clears throat> didn't like first, so we can end on a high. Um, so yeah, I know that sounds weird, but we'll start with things that I thought were kind of not great, or you know, could have been better. I think number one culprit of that, <clears throat> right out the gate, is Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix had a video presentation this year, which is weird because Square Enix isn't one of those developers that normally has an E3 showing. Excuse me. They usually show their stuff on someone else's, usually Sony's, uh, press conference. So, like, in the past, they've shown Final Fantasy games or they've shown, you know, um, Tomb Raider or, you know, whatever. But this year... uh they really, 
you know, they, Square Enix games were shown elsewhere, as we'll talk about, but they really didn't have anything of their own to show, and that's what the shocking thing was. It actually was a pretty abysmal, like, 25-30 minute video, uh, because they just didn't really show anything. A lot of people assumed, since they were having their own conference, and they were teasing on Twitter, like, oh, witness the future of Square Enix, and all this stuff, but when it finally came out, it was mostly, so this is what they showed, they showed, like, um, just cause, uh, four, which had already been spoiled by steam. Good job, steam. So everyone knew that was coming. And then they showed a extended gameplay demo, um, of, of shadow of the tomb Raider, which they already showed a bunch, I think at the Microsoft conference at this point, but they showed it had better stealth. I mean, everyone who, who like, I, whoever's a fan of tomb Raider is going to play that game. I don't, I don't know why they spent so much time on it. Like it looks great and I'm going to play it. Um, but don't understand really why. Uh, they also showed off more of this uh, Life is Strange spinoff, but they already, again, at the micro, or, yeah Microsoft conference, I think the Microsoft conference, they showed it off already of this uh, Life is Strange tie-in called The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, it... You know, it looks cute, but we already saw it. And then after that, like, they showed a new game Platinum is working on. The guys who did Nier Automata uh, and Vanquish. They are working on this game called Babylon's Fall, and it looks like a co-op thing. They showed, like, four protagonists. But it's coming out in 2019. That's all we know. That's all they said. And again, this was a video presentation, so there was no one talking about, like, when games were going to be released or anything like that. And then Just Cause 4. And that was pretty much it. And then they showed this weird teaser for this game called The Quiet Man, which, from what I hear from Kotaku and a couple other sources, was that I guess it's going to be a live-action uh, hybrid game where you play a deaf main character. And that's it. So... Yeah, Square Enix, um, not super impressive. Kind of disappointing uh, about what they showed off there. So that was disappointing, to say the least. Uh, next thing. So, okay, so I wasn't super thrilled with Square Enix. Uh, Sony is another one I'm going to put in the column of things I wasn't super into. Their press conference was very... Um, disjointed, I think is the best way. <clears throat> excuse me, to put it, they started the night off and they were in this like tent that looked like a church. And, um, you know, it was, and then they cut to like, they cut like, uh, what's his name came out. Um, if I see if I can find his name, uh, well, they had the composer of last of us come out and last of us part two, Gustavo, Santa Olia, I don't know how to say his name, but before that they had the like the the CEO or something of Sony come out and he was like, yeah, welcome to our congregation and blah blah blah. It was really weird. Um, and then after that, the composer came out and then they showed a clip of Last of Us Two, which surprise surprise um, took place in the same location that people were sitting in currently. So I, at first I'm like, oh that's kind of clever, but the clip they showed off was you know kind of neat it shows ellie and she's at this um where dance thing going on in the community she's living in uh she's talking to a boy and they mention joel they don't call him by name they just say the old man and then there's a really cute interaction between her and another female character and 
uh, I don't know if anyone out there played, so spoilers, but if anyone played the DLC for Last of Us, there was a story, a little story where Ellie and a friend of hers um, went exploring in this mall, right? In this arcade and stuff. And, and there's um, a cute moment where they share like a kiss in that game. But it, it was like a, you know, a very sweet little story. And so they kind of expanded on that. It looks like in this segment of the game where it's going to develop more into Ellie, like finding herself, I think. But then it just positions with her just killing the shit out of a bunch of people very violently. And I understand what Naughty Dog is doing, but it is a little intense, I think, for the um, audience they were kind of showing it to. A lot of people just seemed very confused <laughs> after the trailer and uncomfortable. Uh, because they did show, a, a, like, a, she killed a fuck ton of people uh, very violently, uh, which happened in Last of Us 1, but it, I don't know if people were really ready for that. Uh, and then, so they, and that was it. They didn't talk about any other gameplay. They did show in the video, you do see some gameplay mechanics, like there's a new stealth uh, system where you're not completely hidden in foliage. There's like a little, in the bottom right corner of the screen, there's like a little circle. And depending how big that gray circle is, is how visible you are to the enemies around you. And they said later on, uh, director Neil Duckerman or whatever, he was saying that you can never be completely invisible to enemies uh, if you're in foliage, unlike Uncharted and stuff like that. Like, if you're in foliage, you're basically fucking invisible. Not anymore. Um, unless you're behind a wall or some structure, you will be able to be seen. Uh, some new mechanics, like you can shoot underneath vehicles. You can claw, uh, crawl underneath vehicles and then shoot from underneath vehicles. You can also stab. Uh, you can, or sorry, you can um, pick up items as you're running. Which is actually really nice, because I'm assuming most of the time in Last of Us 2, you're going to be running <laughs> away from things, so that's good. Crafting's back. Um, yeah, that's really it. Um, he also confirmed, not at the... Pre Again, it, it was so weird. This wasn't confirmed at the press conference, but later in an interview, he mentioned, oh, you will, you're not going to play as Joel. Ellie is the only playable character in the game anyway. I don't know if there'll be DLC or something after, but in the main game, you're only playing as Ellie. And again, it's like, why didn't they mention that during the press? Like, any information and no release date as well, which was uh, kind of a bummer. Then, awkwardly, Sony cuts outside to a different place where are these there are these commentators that are like all right here we go this is the sony press conference everyone's moving to a new location so we're gonna have an intermission and it's like what the hell is going on and they were very awkward and they mentioned how they're gonna showcase four games they're gonna do a deep dive into four games and last of us 2 was one of them and then i think they just threw out there the other ones like really nonchalantly it was very clumsy uh they were like oh yeah and we're gonna talk about ghosts of shishima Shishimi, I'll never pronounce that correctly. I don't care. Um, uh, Death Stranding and uh, Spider-Man for PS4. They really leaned into Spider-Man because I think out of these four games, Spider-Man is the most complete. <laughs> it has the most stuff to show because it actually has a release date. It's coming out in September. So um, they moved everybody and then they showed a video. I don't... Oh, they dove right into Ghost where they had a guy. Let's see if we can get his name. I'm looking on uh, some articles right now. Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, they had a guy on stage, uh, shredding on this like flute like instrument. And, uh, it was kind of cool. That was like one of the only musical performances out of many this year who would have thunk that was pretty impressive and cool and nice, um, setting. So they had, they moved everybody into this theater with this big ass wraparound screen. It was like a widescreen and, uh, they showed off the demo for ghost of Tsushima 
Tsushima, yeah, I don't know, uh, which is developed by um, Sucker Punch, the guys who made Infamous, which everyone loves Infamous, and it's basically a open-world-ish, war-torn, feudal Japan set game where you play as a, I'm a, a ronin? I'm gonna say a ronin. I'm, samurai ronin, he looked very ronin-y. Uh, and in the video, the very highly curated video that we saw, not actual gameplay probably, he infiltrates this little base where he's got to save this monk. And then surprising things happen. It looks great. I mean, I'll play it because I really like the first two Infamous games. Those are the only ones I played. I'm really down. I love Feudal Japan as a setting and as a history, um, like a study. When you study history, I love that period of time. Uh, it's interesting this year. The trend is everyone thought BRs were going to be the trend this year. It turns out it's fe- uh, feudal Japan set games where you star as a samurai or a ninja. Because I'll talk about that later. Two other big high profile games were announced that are set in feudal Japan. And who would have thunk that was the theme this year? Feudal Japan. So Ghost of Tsushima looks cool. Who the fuck knows when this game is coming out? They didn't make a release date. They didn't say anything. I wouldn't hold your breaths for next year. Maybe 2020. We'll see. Late 2019, 2020 for Ghost. Uh, I don't know. It looked nice, though. It did look cool. Uh, they also announced a new uh, third-person game from Remedy, which is crazy. The guys who made uh, Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break. Uh, it's called Control, and it looks just as crazy as Quantum Break or Alan Wake. I was a little disappointed. Like I was hoping Remedy would be working on like an Alan Wake sequel because I feel that game is very underrated. And that game kind of got screwed. I know there was some legal stuff that happened with that game and it had to get pulled off of like Xbox Live and stuff like that. Um, I don't need another Max Payne, so I'm happy it wasn't that. But it looks cool. It, it looks interesting. I will definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, then they showed this thing. Okay, so they, they showed this weird teaser where... And this was in the middle section, so they had this little section in there where they showed off a bunch of different games, like Control, the one I'm about to mention, and another one, and then they went right back, I believe, to Death Stranding. The last thing they showed was Spider-Man. But they showed this thing, and at first, when it said Capcom, I thought it was going to be Resident Evil uh, 8. And I was like, oh shit, that's awesome! Because I completely forgot the news of this ever happening. So what it actually turned out was... It was a teaser for Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, the remaster. And I don't know if you remember, it was like a year ago or a few months ago, uh, this independent studio was trying to do a remake of Resident Evil 2. And then they were, there was a threat of it being shut down by Capcom. And then, uh, through some circumstances, they actually, like... I don't know if they absorbed the team working on it or like they they did a thing where they, they, they said, okay, you can't make yours because we're making our own. Uh, so the team that was working on it stopped, and again, I don't know if I, that might be wrong, but like I know that 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 was how it unofficially became announced. It was like, oh, well, we're shutting you guys down because we're already making our own version of Resident Evil Two, and uh, the trailer looks pretty cool. It seems to have the it has this really it's third person. It's not first person. I know some people were thinking they were gonna like ape off the success of Resident Evil Seven and make it first person. It's not. It's it's third person. It actually looks really tight. Uh, it reminds me more of Resident Evil 4 than it does of 2, thank God. Uh, and it looks great. It looks like great on PS4. But the big surprise was they actually, this is one of the few games that got a release date announcement. January 25th, 2019. Like, so they must be very confident in its release date. So, I don't know. I, I was a little annoyed uh, that it wasn't Resident Evil 8 at first, but it does look cool. I'll play it. I like Resident Evil 2. Eventually. And then they showed off. 
<laughs> so since Sony, I think, was like the third press conference of the, the week, um, this is the second time they showed off another Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. The first trailer was at Microsoft's press conference. And... Um, and then they showed another one at Square Enix, but like, or no, Square Enix was before this, I think. So this this was the third one. So they showed off another Kingdom Hearts three trailer, and this one introduced the Pirates of the Caribbean as a playable world. Who cares? That was in number two anyway. Uh, okay. And then after that was Death Stranding, and it yeah, it was it was weird as shit. It was as weird as I think everyone expected it to be. It really didn't give us that much new information about the game, other than you may or may not be a delivery guy. And it looks visually just crazy. I don't know. I, Death Stranding is probably a game I will watch other people play and not play myself, just because I, unless it turns out to be incredible, you know, like a God of War 4, or like even a, up to the caliber of a Metal Gear, like 2, 1, 2, 3, whatever. Um, I probably will skip this one. It looks too, it looks like. I think Hideo Kojima loves visual storytelling. He's a big fan of that. But when it comes to the context of actually crafting a story, he has some issues. So I'm not holding my breath uh, for that one. Okay, and then the next thing they showed was a huge surprise. I, I don't think anyone expected this to happen, especially after the From Software announcement, which we'll get into in a minute with Microsoft uh, or when we get to the good stuff. Uh, this is actually something I like. So I know I'm talking about Sony. I, you know, I didn't mean to actually go deep dive like everything they announced. But you know what? Um, I should put this in the thing I liked column. They surprise announced Neo Two. Like that's crazy. The first one just came out. I feel like last year, and already there's a second one coming out. Um, and yeah, this is the 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 third feudal Japan set game that was announced at E3 this year. It's like. You get to, uh, you know, play a Neo 2. And it looks like a new main character. I don't think it's the same William, whatever his name, from the first game. I haven't finished the first game, but now I kind of want to go back and finish it because I would love, I, I really like the combat in Neo. But now that From Software is doing a Feudal Japan set game, it kind of dampens my want to go back because Neo's combat was great, but, I mean, From Software are the kings of hand-to-hand -hand combat. So I'll still play Neo 2, though. It, I mean, it Feudal Japan combat games fucking awesome uh, that was a good thing i'll put that in the light column the rest of sony's conference was like bleh but that was in the light column and then the final thing they showed uh kind of was spider-man for ps4 it was basically a cinematic with like a couple play sections in there i mean at this point it's like you're either gonna play this game or you're not so i don't know you know i would have rather them come on stage oh no no release date announced for neo 2 by the way um I would have preferred them come on stage and do like a live demo of showing the swinging around and stuff and maybe a boss battle. That would have been kind of cool. But instead we get this like it's set on the raft and Spider-Man goes up against the Sinister Six pretty much and they tease someone at the end. I'm guessing it's Hobgoblin. That's my bet right now. But um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the game, but I don't need to see a whole cinematic section of it. I'm going to play the game anyway. Um, and then at the very end, so I was looking forward to them announcing Bloodborne 2. I really was. I thought it was coming. Uh, but I was disappointed when after the conference was over, they said, oh, we got one more game announcement. And they said it was from software. And I was like, oh, I got super excited. And then they said they're making a PSVR game. That has nothing to do with the Soulsborne series. It 
killed me inside a little bit that it wasn't Bloodborne 2. Uh, I'm glad I can see why they announced it here and not during the press conference because if that Front Software logo came up, people would have lost their shit and then if they saw this, they would have been very disappointed. So I understand why they didn't do it in the the hall. But uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Maybe Bloodborne 2 will come eventually, but I, I will get a From Software game hopefully next year. So I'm very excited about that. That We'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to the Microsoft conference. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, they showed the Forsaken trailer where Cade gets shot in the face. Uh, whatever. We already, I mean, that was kind of, I don't know if that trailer came out before E3 or not, or if it happened during, uh, the press conference. It's been a weird, it's been a wild week for games, so I don't remember. But yeah, in Forsaken, Cade's gonna die. Big, big whoop. I mean, we'll see in context, but anyway, so that was Sony. Overall, not great. Again, they didn't talk about, they didn't have any onstage demos for anything. No Red Dead Redemption 2. What the fuck? The game comes out in October. And no Bloodborne. No official release dates for anything except Resident Evil and Spider Man. It was just a really weird conference. Um, my one theory is Sony held back on a lot. Like, nothing from Square Enix, either. A lot of people are theorizing, oh, maybe Square, Square Enix held back because Sony's going to show, like, the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake and the new Avengers game and the Guardians game that Square Enix is doing. No. It's just they didn't have it. I, I think that, you know, Sony's going to have, at some point before the end of the year, a PlayStation experience. And they're, excuse me, saving stuff for that. I think... That PlayStation experience will be like a shit ton of release date announcements. Like, oh, Last of Us 2 is coming out this, and Ghost of Tsushima, we're aiming for this, 2019, 2020, and, you know, oh, here's some Red Dead Dead Redemption 2 stuff. Like, I think they're going to showcase, because it makes sense, right? Like, if, like, imagine, they have to share the day, right? I forgot who was before them. I think... Square Enix was before them. I forgot who was before them in the day. But they had to share... Oh, Ubisoft, maybe? Um, they had to share news headlines with other people. And we've talked about it in the past on this podcast, and you know, I'm sure you read it elsewhere, but it's like a lot of companies are now doing their own press events so that they control the news cycle for the day. They don't have to compete with Microsoft. They don't have to compete with all these other you know, companies on the same day. They own that day. So I, I'm sure there will be a PlayStation experience sometime in the summer late summer, early, you know, fall, well, they'll announce, like, everything. And they'll do a big, like, this is when everything comes out. And maybe they'll show Bloodborne, too. Though I doubt it. If they're working on a PSVR game from software and the other game, I doubt they're also working on Bloodborne, too. It's wishful thinking. Uh, but, yeah, that was Sony. So it's a big, eh, from Sony. EA was a little better. That's why I put this at the end. EA had a decent showing. Um... It wasn't great, but uh, they spent a lot of time. I'm going to skip a lot of the shit that they talked about in EA because, um, you know, actually looking back on it, EA wasn't that great. It, I Probably Sony was a little bit better, actually. But anyway, I'll talk to the stuff that was most interesting in the conference. They announced that Respawn was working on a Star Wars game, and it's called uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and it takes place between episodes three and four. And it's going to come end of next year, is what they're saying. Didn't show any footage. They just talked about that they're working on it. Uh, The rumor is this will be the second EA studio. Battlefield 5, this was the first conference, and Battlefield 5 was like the first thing they showed off, and they announced they're doing a Battle Royale mode, which actually makes the most sense for Battlefield um, because 
Like, think about it. Their conquest mode already has a lot of stuff in place. There's 60 people that are on that map. All you got to do is take away the squads and the loadouts, and you have a battle royale map. And it's set during World War II. It's perfect. I, I think out of all the franchises that can do a BR mode, this makes the most sense. But the other rumor that I've been hearing or that has been in the zeitgeist is that Respawn is also working on a BR, uh, and it's going to be set in the Star Wars universe. So this might be that. Now... Uh, they said it. Um, they didn't talk about exactly what the game is going to be, but I wouldn't be so shocked if it had a BR mode in it. But end of next year, BRs might be on the way out, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through the list. Sea of Solitude, this independent game, or this uh, kind of smaller game, looks kind of interesting. It comes out in early 2019, and this slew of games coming out early next year. Let's throw that on the fucking pile. Uh, they did a really dumb announcement for a new Command and Conquer that is a mobile game. We're just gonna skip right past that because that's terrible. The rest of the pros- the rest of the press conference was um centered around Anthem. Now we talked a lot about Anthem. We talked about it on our first ever episode, really, or our first official episode when we did E3 last year. Happy birthday to us! I think it's been a year or over a year. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm celebrating it alone. It's Father's Day as well. One of the fathers of this podcast and our birthday and nobody here to celebrate. Womp. Um, so Anthem. Uh, they announced it's coming out in February. February 22nd, I believe, is when it comes out. Yeah, February 22nd. Uh, and then they did a thing where they showed a gameplay video. And then they had some developers come and sit on stage to talk about Anthem. Honestly, they didn't really talk about much. They said there was going to be no microtransactions or no loot boxes and stuff. There's going to be cosmetic microtransactions but there won't be any like power or pay to power type thing um they showed off some gameplay and i gotta admit like it the world looks beautiful like it looks really cool but it kind of looks like a a weird mix between mass effect and uh warframe like the game is centered around at least for right now these four mech suits called javelins and you can pick and choose which one you want to be in your friends can be in one they confirmed that there's not going to be any PvP in the game. Uh, they confirmed also that the world is going to be your own kind of world that people can drop in and out of. And you can join other people's worlds, but your story is yours. Like, when you go to a town, you go into your own instance, I think, and then your story will continue, whatever. I don't know. It, it made it seem like it was a bit more linear than people were expecting, I think. They didn't talk about the loot economy at all. They just said that, yeah, there'll be loot that you can collect, but they didn't show it in the demo. And I think the hands-on, they didn't talk about it either. And yeah, I don't know. It, it For me, I think Anthem is going to be less of a looter shooter than people think it's going to be. Watching that footage, I just the combat looked a lot like Mass Effect Andromeda. And that kind of bothered me because <laughs> I hated the combat in that game for the little I played. Um, so I hope it doesn't feel that rigid and kind of gross. I, I read that the flying feels really nice and the, um, ranger suit, you know, you can, you know, do shit just like shoot missiles like Iron Man and stuff. That's cool. They introduced this one called the storm that I think is on all like energy based class. And I think everyone's going to play that. Um, excuse me. I am so like. Burpee and gross. I apologize. Well, that's what happens when it's just me. Deal with it. Um, I don't know. It. I. I. I am cautiously optimistic about Anthem. I just don't think it's going to be the game people think it's going to be. Excuse me. 
I'm also very nasally, if you couldn't tell. You hear that? Wonderful. Um, I just think it's not going to be as big of a looter shooter as people are going to are making it out to be. I think it's going to be more focused on the javelins. Like, I think upgrading your javelin is going to be the thing. And they said you can customize it, you can get skins and whatever bullshit to make your javelin look different. But unless they say differently, like, I don't think your weapon upgrades are going to be that big of a deal. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little nervous about Anthem. Uh, it, it comes out February 22nd. I'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we're definitely probably going to play it. So, you know, we'll give our impressions on it at, at some point when we play it. And, yeah, I don't know. Oh, quick sidebar. Since before we get to the uh, the oh, this isn't the last. Like, okay, well, the, the, it wasn't bad, but there was one meh conference, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, actually, there's two meh conferences. We'll we'll go over those in a second. Um, real quick, I finished God of War four. I don't know what made me think about that. I think I I talked about. We'll keep we'll keep you updated on it. I finished God of War four, uh, except for so there's some side stuff that I wanted to finish up like one or two things but uh overall i really like god of war 4 i would totally recommend it to someone who really likes story driven games the combat was crisp the storytelling was really well done up until the end i will admit it gets a little shaky near the end in the last like literally two hours it's kind of eh but still it's a great fun ride and good experience and uh yeah i would check out my only real complaint with that game is the upgrade and crafting system like it's such a big part of the game i thought it was going to be important later on like i thought there was going to be some boss fights or something at the end that you really needed good gear for and no no not really it's really just if you want now to be fair i did play on normal difficulty so it could be harder you know on the harder difficulties but at least for normal like you don't you could probably upgrade your basic gear a couple times and you're good to go through the rest of the game you know you don't really need it uh, so other than that, and the, like the two areas that are great for like grinding and like continuous battles, like there are two areas in the game, Niflheim and Muslheim. Um, they're awesome, like replayable levels, but uh, they're not really useful because the material you get from them doesn't actually pay off in the end. Like you can get better gear, but you don't need the better gear for anything. So I thought that was weird. Anyway, moving on. Um, Anthem will keep everyone updated if we play it or if the podcast is still around, to be quite honest. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, I'm sure it will be, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, so now these are the, these two conferences were kind of meh. They weren't great. They weren't terrible. They were just kind of blah. So, um, Nintendo, (laughs) Nintendo did what they've been doing the past few years. They do like a video presentation, the Nintendo direct for E3 2018, and uh, it was a mixed bag. It was very meh. Uh, they started out pretty strong. They showed off a brand new Mario Party, which is awesome, called Super Mario Party. Um, they showed that you can, you know, play with eight players and you can, like, take two switches and lay them side by side and make a big board, like an eight-player board. That's really cute. Um, and, yeah, it, it looks really cool. It comes out October 5th. They announced Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, the Golden Country, I guess a DLC for that. All right, Fire Emblem, new Fire Emblem, um, which I think is out in Japan already. I'm not sure, but uh, three horses, uh, three houses. So Fire Emblem fans, 
And then they announced Fortnite on Switch, finally, and it came out the same day, and it did really well. As of this recording, it's over 2 million downloads. There was a snafu, though, (laughs) where I guess if you've ever played um, Fortnite on PlayStation and then linked your PlayStation account to your Epic account, you can't play on Switch. Uh, And basically, it was like... They reached out to Nintendo for comment, and they're like, hey, it's not us. They reached out to Epic, and they're like, nope, not us. And it turns out it's Sony is the one who's blocking people. And really, they gave a really weak response. I can't even remember. It was so generic. But basically, they were like, eh, you know, people can play Fortnite on PS4. Like, there's no need to play it on any other consoles. It was really weird. Um, a lot of people were thinking this is the similar situation that had to Minecraft. I think Minecraft was similar. Like, if you had played Minecraft on PS4, you couldn't play on Switch or something. Because they're trying to protect the kids. Like, if a kid made a PlayStation... I don't know, I don't know what the reasoning is. Um, but yeah, if you don't have a PC or don't have any other console and you want to play Fortnite, go get it on Switch. It's there. Just make sure you haven't played it on PS4 and you're good. Uh, Hollow Knight also came out on Switch, which was awesome. So the the beginning of the press conference started out really great. Um, like, they announced all these things. You're like, okay, cool. And then they get into the first big, well, what people thought was the first, like, big announcement. And it was Super Smash Brothers. So they revealed the title. It's called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And then they revealed in a video that, like, they started naming off characters. I'm like, man, they're bringing in a lot of characters to this game. Like, this is a lot of characters that were in the first game and the last couple games. Like, this is a lot. And then as the video kept going, they just kept railing off names. I'm like, wow, they've named almost every single person in a Smash so far. And then a huge graphic came out that said, everyone is here. So they announced that every single character that's ever been in a Smash Brothers is going to be in Smash Ultimate, including uh, new characters uh, like Ridley. Is going to be there, which is awesome from Metroid. And real quick, I gotta drink water. <clears throat> Bear with me when you're by yourself, you have to deal with that. Uh, Ridley and then uh, Daisy is going to be. They, they announced these Echo characters. So it's like characters that have base moves that are similar to existing characters but are a little different. So Daisy, Princess Daisy from Mario, will be the Echo of Peach. Like how Sheik is the echo of Zelda. Stuff like that. Or actually Sheik might be your own character. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. They they announced it. I'm like, okay, great. But then, very oddly, they like, excuse me. They cut to the director of Smash. The guy who's made all the Smash games. And then he was like, and then, the, and then he was like, oh, um, I'm looking it up real quick. He's like, oh, let me go over some of the changes that we've made to these characters. And then for the next, like, 20 minutes in the Nintendo Direct, he basically explains how a bunch of the characters have changed. Like, they have new ultimates, and there's new trophy system, and da-da-da. Which is great. I'm a Smash fan. I dig it. But I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, wow, they're spending a lot of time on Smash. Is it coming out, like super soon? Is it coming out, like, today or this week or this month even? Like, they're spending a lot of time. And then as it kept going to the end, I'm like, oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Why else would they spend so much time on a game that wouldn't be coming out until the end of the year or next year? Like, it makes no sense. You could have your own Nintendo Direct between now and then for Smash. Why do it at E3? It's got to be coming out soon. It's got to be coming out soon. So at the very end, it, they tease everyone. It said, available ellipses. And then everyone's like, uh And I was, I would have bet, like, $50. It's going to say, oh, available now or next week or something like that. 
But then the graphic came on. It said December 7th. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. They spent 20 minutes talking about a game that's not coming out till December. Why? They can release a Nintendo Direct at any time. They could have done this in August when the game was more complete. Like, it just boggles my mind. Like, why? They must have had nothing else to show. The only explanation is just out of their other studios, like Metroid Prime 4, nothing. Uh, New Pokemon, nothing. Uh, New Zelda, still working on it. New Mario, not even close. So, So they had nothing else first party to show off than Smash. And it's not coming out until... It was very disappointing. Um, I thought they were at least going to acknowledge maybe a new Zelda, like do like a Majora's Mask thing, using the same tech, making a new game. Or, talking about, excuse me, their online model. A bit more? No. They did none of that. I thought maybe they might uh, announce a new Switch that was like a mobile, not not mobile, but a uh, non-dockable version you know, for people that want to play on the go. No. Just Smash Brothers. And I love Smash Brothers, but good God. What a fucking, like, what a place to do it. So, yeah, Nintendo was just a mixed bag. It was it was mad. They did announce some cool stuff. Like, if you've never played Hollow Knight, check it out. It's a really cool Metroidvania game. And then they announced Super Mario Party, which is neat. No Mario Maker either. Like, what the hell? Um, so, I don't know. Maybe they're holding off stuff for the, you know later part of the year, or they're going to announce more stuff in the summer. I don't know. Nintendo was weird. All right, let's get into the goo. Oh, no, this is another meh one. Ubisoft. Ubisoft was pretty meh uh, up until the end. In the end, it was awesome. So basically, they showed off uh, Beyond Good and Evil. So, okay, this is where the meh comes from. Uh, they showed off a new cinematic trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2. It looks incredible. No one's doubting that, but they didn't explain again at all how the game actually plays or what the game is. But the big thing with Beyond Good and Evil 2 wasn't even that Jade showed up in the trailer and apparently it's a prequel, I guess, from the first one, even though it's called 2, whatever. They announced a collaboration with Hit Record. It's the this company owned by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And basically Hit Record is a um, creative outlet mashup website where like, a bunch of different creative people, like artists and writers and musicians and, uh, you know, a bunch of different creative folks can get together and, like, collaborate on projects and then present them to be, like, funded. And then it's determined through means. It was, I haven't looked into it exactly. But Hit Records, you know, uh, higher-ups will, will fund certain projects that they think are really clever or, you know, really... Um, you know, have some probability to it, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, they announced that they're partnering, Ubisoft is partnering with Hit Record so that artists and musicians and all these, you know, uh, writers can send in their stuff and collaborate and then some of that stuff may be featured in the game. It The, the problem was the presentation. Like, the way it sounded, it was just like Ubisoft was asking people for free work essentially, which is a very hot topic nowadays. You know, jobs are a lot different now than they were like 10 years ago, even where a lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are freelance artists that work on a project to project project basis. And there's a really big problem in the industry, creative industries where people will not get compensated fairly for their work. You know, um, they either get paid to spec or they get paid on a uh, deferred, like, Oh, you'll get paid eventually type thing. 
Um, and it's a very kind of sore subject for creative people. And I think the way that Ubisoft presented, I think their heart's in the right place. Like I've heard nothing bad about hit record before this. Like I've heard that they're they're You know, you, you know what you're getting into when you get into it. You're doing a cloud pro- process that may or may not get paid out in the end. Like if, if it's actually like, you know, cause dependent on other people, it's dependent on the people you're working with. It's not your sole own property, but I've heard that projects that do get picked up or pass along, they do get credit and payment for that. But I think it was the way it was presented was weird. Um, I think they didn't explain uh, fully. Like they didn't do a good job explaining, Oh, people are going to get compensated for their work. You know, this isn't just like, Hey, everybody send in your fan art or Hey, everybody send in your shit. And then we may or may not put it in the game and you may or may not get paid. I mean, people, whatever ends up in the game, people will get compensated for obviously. But I just think it was presented poorly and, and it's been getting its ass kind of beat in the media, especially gaming sites, uh, over the past week. Where people have just kind of been like pitchfork pitchforking against Ubisoft and uh, hit record um, so much so that they had to make statements about it. But yeah, I don't know. I I think their hearts are in the right place, and I think it's cool that they're crowdsourcing ancillary stuff like graffiti and music and you know just to make the game feel more alive. But I think they could have presented it in a better light, maybe in a separate video, not attached to E3, you know, or have a, a video come out separately um not at the main stage so yeah that that was that whole thing but the rest of the conference actually wasn't that bad they showed off trials rising which i guess people love trials so um they showed off mario kingdom uh an expansion to mario kingdom to mario rabbits kingdom battle for donkey kong that looks neat they showed off uh this game starlink where it's like a amiibo-esque, or you have to use toys. It reminds me of Disney Infinity. Excuse me, but um, they announced a Star Fox, a partnership with Nintendo where Star Fox is in the game. That's kind of cool. Um, and they also talked about, I'm burying the lead, but they, they also talked about For Honor and Rainbow Six Siege. But the two big things, which is cool that Ubisoft is still supporting those games uh, after you know they've kind of had to pull themselves out of the dirt you know, <laughs> because they did, you know, they kind of had a really rough first years, but let's talk about the big, the big two. Um, and they showed skull and bones and it looks okay. If you're into ship combat, whatever, it looks okay. Uh, but the big two they showed off were, um, the division two, they showed a trailer and some gameplay and, um, it looks neat. It takes place in Washington DC in the summer. So no more snow. <laughs> for people who play the division are like i'm tired of looking at all this snow and shit now it's the summer so it'll be very warm and it takes place in washington dc um it just looks like the division i think uh massive is kind of taking a cue from the division and they're trying to take their end game for division their current end game and just kind of sl- flap like slop it on the table like Pleh, for division two and be like okay build off that Unlike another company, which shall go unnamed right now, that did not do that. It's a, it seems like Massive is just doing what worked well in the division and just doubling down on it. Like they're doing new specializations and new endgame stuff. They announced they're doing eight player raids, which is fucking nuts. Those things are going to be huge, I think. But the big thing they announced, even bigger than there's stuff in the Division 1 you can do right now that will give you stuff in Division 2, which I think is neat and very clever. 
The big thing they announced was there is going to be a set of DLC coming out next year. Well, first off, the game comes out in March of next year. And two, there will be a DLC coming out throughout the year of next year. And it will be 100% completely free. Free DLC content drops. Huge. And the reason why that's such a big deal is because of a couple weeks ago when Destiny announced Forsaken. Uh, you know, they announced Gambit and everything looks cool. New game mode, new weapon slot system. But they announced this annual pass that will not be free that you have to pay for. And you can only pay for it in a bundle. This was clearly a shot at Bungie. Like, massive and Ubisoft. This is, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. Like, this is clearly a big middle finger uh, toward Bungie in terms of like, oh yeah, you, you're going to charge for your DLC? Well, we're not going to charge for ours. Now again, to be fair, we don't know what's going to be in these DLCs. It could be content that isn't that substantial, you know, compared to the annual pass that Bungie and Destiny are offering, but again, they made such a point that it was free, and Division and Destiny have always been compared to each other. This was definitely a big, uh, maybe not an, an FU, um, but a, you know, they they took some dirt and threw it <laughs> right in Bungie's face. Um, so yeah, Division 2 looks cool. It looks like The Division plus so if you like the division i've actually been playing a little bit of the division again and it's not bad i dig it i haven't even gotten to the end game but uh i like the loop in that game like it has a very satisfying loop especially as you're leveling to 30 at end game i don't know uh but the other big thing they announced huge thing uh they showed off a massive section of assassin's creed odyssey uh which is a not a surprise because it got leaked beforehand, but it was really cool to see like how different this game is going to be from even Origins that came out last year. And it comes out at the end of this year. It comes out in October, which is nuts. But Odyssey will take place uh, during um, the, I think it's like 74, whatever. It takes place during Greek history. Uh, and you play, you can play for the first time ever. You can choose to be a man through the whole campaign or a woman. And the story will not change. Like it doesn't fundamentally change. Like it is, you are that character. Um, and for the first time in Assassin's Creed, you can choose your own dialogue and it will affect the game world around you, including romance options and stuff like that. Also another thing that's a first for the Assassin's Creed series, I think I might be wrong. Uh, you don't have a hidden blade. You're actually using this uh, spear fragment. Uh, the whole point is, I guess you're a descendant of Leonidas you know, 300, that whole thing against the Persian army. Um, you're a descendant of them, and you get outcasted from Sparta. You become kind of a mercenary, and then years later, when you're an adult, you come back, and the world's in turmoil, and uh, you gotta fix it. But it, it looks really cool. Like, it, it uh, it's introducing a new combat system, which it, my, I've been playing some Assassin's Creed Origins recently, and I love the world. I love the game world. I like the story a lot, but damn, the combat is not great. It is really a slog to get through. Um, and that's my big complaint about Assassin's Creed Origins right now, but it looks like Odyssey is kind of fixing those problems. They're introducing, which I think is very clever, they're introducing a, um, how do I explain it? It's kind of like an ability set that you can map to your 
buttons on your face buttons on your controller so while you're fighting you can use some mystical abilities it looks like from the spear so like you can do a spartan kick like you can kick people you can make your blade turn into fire you can you know do some other crazy stuff but it looks like to break up the 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 monotony of just hitting one button over and over again which is current assassin's creed origins gameplay and introducing at least some kind of fun arcadey combat to it. Excuse me. I'm super into it. It looks awesome. It looks to be a great way to break up the kind of boring combat from Origins. So I'm really into that. Uh, they said stealth plays a bigger part in this game, uh, unlike Origins. It looks great. They're going to have like huge battles, like land battles that you can get in on, and like they'll be like, I don't know how many characters they said on screen, but there'll be a ton of characters where, like, your army, your friend's army will be fighting someone, like, in-game, and then someone, you march onto the battlefield, and there's, like, VIPs you have to kill during the battle. It looks awesome. Um, Technically a prequel to Assassin's Creed, so it's interesting how it will tie in to the rest of the series. They They did confirm that there will be modern world sections that I think feature the modern world protagonists from Origins. So, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are also theorizing that uh, Bayek and Aya, I forgot her name, the characters from Origins might show up. I don't know how that would be possible, though, but whatever. But yeah, it looks awesome. And it's coming out in October, October 5th. That's insane. So yeah, uh, I, I would definitely keep an eye on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. If you missed out on Origins... Uh, like if the Egyptian setting or something about it. I I want to play it because I love the Egyptian sh- setting. I think that's awesome. And now with the Greece setting, I'm definitely going to play Odyssey as well. But keep an eye on it. It looks really fun. Okay. Now to the, the, the better parts of E3 I felt this year. The the better two conferences. Uh, Microsoft had a killer conference this year. It was really good. Um, they had the most reveals and exclusives. Well, not exclusives. They only showed a couple exclusives. But they had the most reveals out of any of the press conferences. And it was just a fun showcase. They had people on stage talking. They showed off some gameplay. They announced some new games. It was great. So just like a kind of greatest hits going down. Uh, the first thing they showed off, like the first thing was the a new Halo game. And it's called apparently Halo Infinite. And I don't know what it is. It's just an announcement trailer. It's still years off, it looks like. Um, I will say the trailer looked a lot like Combat Evolved. It looked a lot like the first game. Even so, you putting Cortana into your head. I think this may be a prequel. Like, I think it may take place before the first Halo. Or, like, one rumor I heard is, like, it's an amalgam of different Halo games. It's like a mashup of, like... Because with the... With the title infinite and implies it's going to be a live content game uh but you're still playing master chief so i don't know but no release date and it's just really a concept announcement like they're doing it yeah very curious we'll keep an eye on it halo infinite uh i'm gonna skip past okay so again this was the other big announcement for me personally uh they Microsoft were the ones to announce the next from software game, the major announcement, like their their big new title, and the, it's being published by Activision, which was super weird. That's very odd. Uh, usually they publish with Sony, and then or Namco Banda or Namco is what they uh, publish Dark Souls through, but this one is through um, 
Activision. Super weird. Anyway, they announced Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and it looks fucking awesome. Um, and it's basically, you know, you play as a ninja, and you got to go fight a bunch of demons and people, and it looks awesome. You have, like, a wooden hand or wooden arm that you can put a, uh, accessories and attachments on. One of them's a grappling hook. So in the first time in a Souls game, movement, like, isn't just regulated to dodging. You can actually, like, hop around, and you can jump, and you can fling yourself on rooftops, and there's a lot of verticality to it, apparently, from the hands-on gameplay. Uh, and I am for the first time in a Souls game, you can revive yourself. I don't know if that's going to make it any easier, but it's very neat. A new mechanic uh, that you can, you know, revive yourself. That's very nuts. Uh, but it looks it looks awesome. Um, and I'm really happy that they're including, you know, really fun traversal mechanics like that has always been a thing with me with from software games they're a little too clunky bloodborne got it the closest to being awesome you i felt very agile in bloodborne whereas in dark souls you just feel like a clunky ass knight in this game though it looks it's all going to be about movement tech and how you move around enemies and use your items and special you have to like you can't rely on your sword to get everything done you have to use your special items through your wooden hand like it looks awesome can't wait it's coming in 2019 at some point and it will also be on pc and ps4 so how about that that's great isn't it Ah, oh, that's so cool that'll probably be that's on my list already for game of the year next year it hasn't even come out yet uh they showed off some fallout 76 we will talk about that in a minute hold on we'll talk about fallout 76 in a minute uh captain spirit we already mentioned uh, crackdown 3 i don't care okay so they did show um a really cool trailer for metro exodus that showed a lot of gameplay i've never played the metro games but damn it looks fun and uh i might check it out i might check it out and then go backwards for the other metro games um kingdom hearts 3 announced frozen who you know whatever so okay so this was the other big thing to come out of the microsoft press conference um, like huge thing. Um, they came in and have opened up a new game studio, uh, which they're calling the initiative. And they haven't talked about what the initiative is yet, but it sounds like it's going to be their new first person or, uh, their new single player wing of creating narrative driven single player games for first party. And then they announced that they acquired a bunch of indie indie studios, which was nuts. So they acquired, uh, the, the guys who made State of Decay, Undead Labs. The people who made Ver, Ver, Forza Horizon, Playground Games, which I thought they already owned, so that was interesting. Um, they also bought the studio, and this was kind of, they've been talking about this for the past few months, but it's official. The guys who made Hellblade Ninja Theory, they bought them, and Compulsion Games. The guys who are making We Happy Few, which they showed off a little bit more. And, you know, I don't know how to feel about We Happy Few yet. It looks like a game that has a lot of great cinematic like moments in it or it has a lot of cool story but i don't know about gameplay that's a wait and see but yeah they're investing pretty heavily in in-house studios and i think we're going to start seeing the fruits of their labor next year i think a lot of these studios are going to be developing games for the next xbox which they spoiler well jumping ahead a little bit they did hint that they were working on the next xbox though i wouldn't be surprised if it was more of like another half step generational thing like from what the rumors are circulating they want the xbox the next xbox the they want their 
Wow, how do I say this? They want the games for the next Xbox to play also on Xbox One X. Not the One S or the One, but the X. So I think they're working hard on kind of making half-measure steps. PS5, I don't know. They could be going balls to the wall on PS5. I don't know. So yeah, they announced they bought all those studios. They showed Division 2, you know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Um, they announced Devil May Cry 5, which was something I don't think anyone was expecting. And it's starring the dude Neo or whatever the fuck his name is that no one liked from DMC, the the remake. But it does have Dante in it. I don't know. Maybe we'll ch- I'll check it out. Oh, this is a cool announcement. They announced uh, Cuphead is getting an expansion ne- next year called The Delicious Last Course. More Cuphead's always better. I haven't finished it yet. I'll get to it. Oh, and then they showed this anime fighting game called Jump Force that looks completely ridiculous and probably is going to be terrible. But whatever. It exists. That's fun. Uh, Dying Light 2. They showed off Dying Light 2, uh, and they brought out their like creative director, uh, Chris uh, Chris Aviloni. He's the narrative designer. Um, and apparently he worked on like uh, Knights of the Republic and stuff. And I never played the first Dying Light, but this one looks like a very robust kind of open world, like your actions actually affect the world around you type game. Uh, and it looks pretty interesting. I might keep an eye on it. I don't think it's coming out. It's coming out maybe next year, year after. We'll find out. But yeah, they showed that. Battletoads, they just said it's coming out sometime in 2019. Uh, no details whatsoever, but it'll have four player. It'll have couch co-op for three players. That's it. But uh, I don't know. I, hopefully it's fun. Uh, and that's really it. They, they also showed off Gears 5. Um, I don't really care. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Gears. I liked Gears 1 through 3. But then when they announced 4, I didn't really care. I don't know. That's how terrible that sounds. But, you know, they announced Gears 5, so that's nice. But the big thing was at the very, very end, right before they signed off, they showed off a gameplay trailer uh, for Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt. Uh, the guys who made Witcher 3 and all the Witcher games, and goddamn, it looks beautiful. It it looks beautiful. Um, they showed off Night City. I think that's the name of the city. They showed off like the city you're going to play it in, one of the characters you'll get to play as. Again, another game where you'll get to choose if you're a man or a woman. Uh, now, the game looks incredible, but they, they actually showed off some gameplay uh, behind closed doors, and it confirmed a few things. One, uh, it's a first-person shooter. It's a first-person game, which was very surprising. No one expected that. But it actually makes sense when you think about it. You know, you're not playing the game in wide-open spaces. You're playing it in a city that's very tight, and you're playing it, you know, you're playing it in corridors and inside buildings. But that, from what it sounds like, they're incorporating the first-person aspect into the story using, like, cybernetic mods and stuff. It's fucking awesome. So no release date, unfortunately, but just... You know, probably next year. They they said it looks like a game that would be coming out for the PS4 and Xbox One and PC. So expect it sometime next year. CD Projekt, since they release their own games, it means they can release it whenever the hell they want. So whenever they feel like it's done, they will announce when you know, they're not beholden to anybody. They're so successful, they don't need to need a publisher to help release it. They'll release it themselves. So, um, yeah. It'll come out when it's ready, but it's going to be incredible. So I need to I need to get off my ass and finish Witcher Three eventually because I I adored what I played and I only played like eight hours out of a like a hundred hour game. So 
Um, yeah, so that was really it for, for Microsoft. Like, it was a really, really impressive... It was the most, I think, traditional um, conference out of all of them. It showed off a bunch of games. People came out on stage, talked about stuff. They talked about the next Xbox at the very end as a teaser. It was very traditional in a show in a year that was very untraditional. And actually, it was very nice. So, Microsoft, good job. You did a good job. You did good. No Red Dead, though. I'm very bummed about that. Anyway, so the last thing we're going to talk about before I wrap up here is uh, Bethesda. In my mind, the one that like stole the show, in a sense. I feel like Bethesda had the best conference overall. Um, and they announced a bunch of stuff and they spent a lot of time talking about what's coming in at the end of the year and to come, you know, y- years after. But uh yeah, they they announced they started off with Rage 2. Looks fun. I never played Rage. They had a very awkward uh musical performance by Andrew WK, which I appreciate them trying, but man, it was weird. But yeah, Rage 2, uh it actually looks a lot like Doom. Doom with like powers. You can do you can do like force pushes on people and stuff. So, I don't know. Looks neat. Maybe I'll play it when it's on sale on Steam. Uh, the big one. This is another one. Again, I'm already calling it Game of the Year 2019. Uh, the sequel to Doom. Doom Eternal. Uh, so it was just an announcement video, you know, with the fucking music, and it looked awesome. But they're actually going to show gameplay on in August at QuakeCon. Makes sense. That's where they showed it, you know, the first game the first time. So we'll actually get to see some footage of Doom Eternal, and it'll come out next year i believe and also looked like it took place on earth so awesome here for doom next another cool thing they announced uh prey was getting some dlc and they announced that it was coming out that day so it's out right now so if you're a fan of prey uh the new dlc moon crash is out you can play it and they're also um announced a new multiplayer mode coming out later uh called um typhoon hunter and it's basically going to be a uh, prop hunt. You go into a room. There's going to be a bunch of mimics. You got to find out who's the, the mimic. And yeah, it's prop hunt. But that comes out later. Uh, then they announced a new Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, and it's going to be a co-op game. Where you can play as BJ's and Anya's twin daughters. And it takes place in the 80s in Paris. It looks fucking awesome. The only thing that kind of bummed me out, uh, apparently this isn't going to be a true sequel. It's going to be basically like a glorified expansion. Um, kind of in the lines of Blood Dragon for Far Cry. Like how that was kind of a shorter game that used a lot of the same mechanics from Far Cry. Uh, Young Blood will be the same. But it'll still be fun. It's co-op. Uh, a few hours of entertainment. I don't know if... I hope they do an actual... Wolfenstein 3 eventually. Oh, excuse me. But that remains to be seen. Who knows? Okay, so at the very end there, after they announced a couple things, they did a deep dive into Fallout 76. So, uh, Fallout 76, they had been teasing it for a couple weeks prior to the show. And even at the Microsoft press conference, they showed it off. And... What they showed off looked like a very traditional, regular Fallout game. And there were some reports. Jason Schreier from Kotaku was telling people, hey, don't be surprised if they announce an online game that's similar to Rust or, you know, um, you know, like a, a kind of survival online game. And people were like, what are you talking about? It looks like a normal Fallout. And then they announced Fallout 76. 
And that's exactly what it is. It is an online experience set in the Fallout universe where there are no other human characters in the game other than human players. Now, there are, you know, non-human NPCs that you fight or, you know, some PvE elements, but any human in the game is an actual player. Um, And, yeah, they they, so they they showed off a bunch. They showed how the game's going to work. There was also a really great uh, documentary that Noclip the YouTube channel did about Fallout 76 that explains a little bit more what it's going to be about. I, instead of going into like what the game's about, I'm just going to, I'm going to give my kind of trepidation about this one. I love Fallout. I think it's a great series. I have a lot of fun with it, but I find it like, I find it kind of odd. This is the direction that they kind of want to, and again, it's not a direction. It's just a game they're doing. I'm sure they'll do a traditional Fallout in a few years after the next couple games I mentioned come out, but um, it is definitely I got to give them credit for trying something new and like being brave because this is like a it could be a disaster. I think the launch of this game will not be great. This is their first time they're really dealing with this kind of online game. You know the way they talk about it. I think Todd Howard has a very different idea of how people are going to play this game than what he, he's expecting. I here's what I think is going to happen. I think basically this game is going to turn into a br. Uh, I think people are just going to run around and kill each other because he made it. They made a clear point in saying there's no real consequences to killing other players. Like for them, they don't lose their progress and they spawn at the nearest checkpoint or settlement. And then for the attacker, they get points, they get caps to level up. So it's like, why not run around and kill everybody? Um, what is the incentive to work together uh, instead of just run around? And so I, I, and then there's that whole end game thing of where you can access nuclear weapons and destroy parts of the map to get items, but then you can also use it to nuke. It just reminds me of the orbital station from fucking Grand Theft Auto Five, where if you have enough money, you can just blow up somebody because why not? I just am terrified. This game is going to be full of griefers uh, who are going to ruin whatever you're trying to do in the game. Um, later on though, they did say like, you will be able to do private servers, just not at launch. That makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I hope that they said there's a penalty system in place for people who continually grief, like a wanted system or something to that effect. Kind of like in uh, division when someone goes rogue, but yeah, they made it clear. This is a live content game that will be supported through cosmetic microtransactions. The neat thing they did say is like all the cosmetics that you can buy are in the game as well. So you can earn them. But if you just want them faster, you can just do that. Base building is coming back like in Fallout 4. Uh, you can pick it up and bring it with you, which I think is weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The technical stuff, I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know if you get to choose what servers you go to. Like, say you want a more quiet experience with not a lot of people, you can choose a server with, like, four people on it. You know what I mean? Like, there'll be a server list and be, like, busy, kind of like World of Warcraft. Busy, not busy, you know, whatever. Um, but with private servers, also, you'll be able to mod as well. You'll be bring mods into the game, which I think that's the, that's the best. And plus, the setting looks so great. It takes place in West Virginia, it's like a prequel to all the other Fallout games because it takes place only a couple hundred years after the bombs fell. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. It looks really cool, but I just... Dealing with other players is just not something that appeals to me at all. So we'll see. I, it comes out October. Sorry. It comes out in November. They pushed it back from their usual release date. Um, it comes out in November. 
it's I, I mean I will probably end up playing it because other people I know want will want to play it. Um, but yeah, hopefully I, I I think it's gonna be a rocky start. I think eventually it'll be really fun, like especially when they get in private servers or a ways for people not to uh, like not incentivize killing each other right away. Then it'll be fun. But I trust Bethesda, so you know I give them the benefit of the doubt. The other the the last two things that they announced well they announced this Elder Scrolls um. Uh, mobile game called Blades, and it looks neat. I mean, if you're into Elder Scrolls, that could be for you. But the two big things they announced uh, at the very end was two new games coming out. They said in the next gen, which implies it's not going to be this console generation, but the next. So PC, us PC players going to have to wait, you know. Uh, they officially, after all these years, officially announced Starfield, which if you don't know what um, Starfield is is like it's been rumored for years. They made a copyright of it back in 2013, I believe, and um, apparently it is basically going to be like Elder Scrolls or Fallout, but in space. You'll be able to traverse different planets and space stations. You'll have a ship. Apparently, I don't know. Um, they're working on it. They said like in the fall in the no clip documentary, they were saying Todd Howard was saying they finally had the means. And to make Starfield, so what that implies to me is technology. So it's probably coming out for the next gen of consoles. For us PC players like myself, I'm touching my computer right now. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It'll probably run fine on our rigs. If you have a 1070 higher, you'll be okay. But don't expect this one till probably 2020 is my guess for when this comes out. I think that's when the new consoles will start rolling out. So look for next year. They're going to talk a lot about Starfield. I think next year's E3 will be all Starfield for Bethesda, almost the whole show. And then they just made a title announcement that Elder Scrolls 6 was coming out. All it was, it was basically just saying, "Hey, there's more Elder Scrolls and it's going to come out after Starfield." So that definitely is down the road a little bit. Um they haven't even I don't think they probably just made the map for the game and they're still working on the meat and potatoes. But yes, a sequel to Skyrim is coming. Everyone can stop freaking out. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Like that, that was E3 2018. There was some, you know, uh, hands-on impression stuff like the, the From Software game, uh, Shadows Die Twice. Sounds awesome. You know, Spider-Man. I, I think the, like I said, the vibe overall this year was interesting. It was different. It was very unconventional for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, there's some cool stuff to look forward to. And God, this year was a little slow, you know, unlike last year, 2017. But next year is going to be a shit show. <laughs> Between September of this year and March of next year, it's just every other week there's a new game coming out. It's going to be insanity. Uh, and we'll do our best to keep track of all that. Okay, so real quick before I leave, uh, I just want to say thank you for anyone who listened to this uh, hour and 10-minute diatribe of mine talking about E3. Um, please let me know if you enjoyed it uh, or if you want us to talk about any other E3 stuff when the boys return, uh, whenever that is. Um, you can send us emails at uh, podcast at com. Wait. No, hold on. I'm going to look that up. I get it wrong every single time. What is it? Here, hold on. I got to look up my email. Give me a sec. I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to get you the right information. But you can find our Facebook. Just look up Danky King, a video game podcast on Facebook. And you can send us uh, questions or messages there. Um, totally. 
Uh, but if for emails, if you want to send us an email, want to send us an email, um, you can send that to. Uh, here we go. I got it for you right here. Podcast at dankyking.com. I was right. All that for me being right. Uh, yeah, let us know what you thought about E3, if there was stuff you wanted us to talk about or, you know, whatever. As for when the next episode is going to come, no clue. Uh, like I said, we're all very busy. Um, it's hard to find time to record the show. Uh, life is just kind of happening real fast right now. Uh, well, we'll try. I'm going to, we'll try and get another episode out. Hopefully in a few weeks, I can't, I, you know, I can't guarantee anything. But hopefully there will be another show coming out. Um, <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like the podcast is dead forever. Trust me, if that happened, I think we would make an announcement about that. We'd let everybody know. But I, I even if it was just me, if they were cool with it, me just recording by myself, and if people don't mind listening to my ramblings <laughs> about video games, I would be okay with that. But I think the boys will be back. I'm confident they will return at some point, and we'll talk about DreamHack. That'll be the next episode. Uh, maybe we'll we'll mention maybe some depending when the podcast comes out. Um, you know, we'll we'll catch up on what games we've been playing. Probably Overwatch for most of them, uh, but uh, we'll talk about DreamHack 2018. I'd rather have that conversation with the other two with me. So yeah, um, that's it. That that's it for E3 2018, and that's it for this week's very uh, lonely. <laughs> Danky Gang of Video Game Podcast. Um, like I said, you know, let us know if you you want to, if you miss us and want to hear episodes more frequently. You know, because that's the thing. Like the podcast, we love doing it, but it isn't an income maker for us. We're not doing it for money, really. We're doing it because we love to talk about video games. Uh, but you know, when work priorities come up, we kind of have to prioritize that stuff instead of we. we you know, we, it's hard to make time when you got to focus on your work. Um, but you know, if we, 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 you know, I think it would help, uh, at least hearing from people that they love listening to the show. It gives us a lot of confidence and makes us feel good when we see emails about people digging the show. So yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, Hey, begging for emails or anything, but, uh, you know, just let it, let us know that if, if you miss the show, you want to hear it more often, you know, it's, it's good to be, it's good to hear that. Uh, and, and, and know that people are out there enjoying the content we're providing. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, like I said, not sure when the next episode is going to be, uh, hopefully sometime soon, but we can't care. Keep an eye out on the Facebook. Hopefully we'll post something about it. Uh, yeah, that's it for this week. And, uh, I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. <laughs>